Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I am married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients shift the focus from being obsessed with finding Mr. Right to shifting to herself as Miss Right Now. We build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing she is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs. Discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. You are listening to Reinventing the Arena and I'm your host, Molly Conley. I'm so excited to be back with you today, and if this is your first time listening to the show, thank you so much for joining us. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something we've all gone through at some point in our lives, being single over the holidays. And yes, I'm even including those first and second year college years for those of you who met their significant other earlier in their lives. As you or maybe your single friends have gotten older, You may have started, you know, dreading going home for the holidays for more than one reason. Maybe it's the questions like, when are you going to settle down that you don't want to answer from family members? Or maybe you have the awesome family member who is trying to set you up with their neighbor's cousin who also lives in another time zone. (laughs) Or maybe you kind of are in this bitter stage where you are like, watching others sitting around the dinner table who are like smitten with each other. And it makes you want to swear off dating once and for all. It could even be hearing the infamous song, All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Seriously, I hated those situations and I couldn't stand that song at all when I was in that bitter stage I was just talking about. And yes, it's a thing. And that's for another episode for sure. But what some people don't bother to share are the reasons why being single for the holidays is amazing. Of course, for those of us who were single in our 30s and 40s or are single in our 30s and 40s now, we can seriously say there's a lot of pros we don't typically share with others. So if you're not exactly thrilled about going home, I'm about to share 10 of my favorite reasons why being single over the holidays is amazing. So let's start with the obvious, family gatherings. Number one, you have the opportunity to be present with other family members. You're not having to go introduce or even reintroduce yourself or your significant other to family members and friends. You're not having to worry about what topics that may come up, like politics or who, what else, your job, your career, anything you don't necessarily want to talk about or (laughs) maybe it's those embarrassing childhood stories and you don't want your significant other to know. Oh my gosh, you get to miss out on all of that. Plus, if you are married or were married and the families live in the same town, you're more than likely trying to squeeze in at least two Christmases other than your own. 
This can create so much stress and anxiety when all you really want to do is relax and enjoy people's company. So instead, you're able to have personal, in-depth conversations with those family members that you might not see very often, Um, or even like helping your younger cousin by sharing some advice that they want to know because you're in college, or maybe even volunteering to build a castle out of Legos with your nephew. You learn more about your family history is another bonus that I have found through some of my parents or even my grandparents when they would tell stories of past holidays or even just past family gatherings in general. For example, I remember my grandmother telling me this story about um, when she and my great aunt were over at my great great uncle's house, like those two couples. He never married, but invited them both Um, my grandma and my grandfather and my great aunt and my great uncle over for a holiday dinner. I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or if it was Christmas. Regardless, he was very thrifty to say the least. And so my great aunt and my grandmother would fight over who would clean the dishes just so they could get their hands warm in the hot water. So can you imagine November or, you know, December in the Midwest, and it used to be a lot colder than it is usually now, And being in someone's house where it's like they're keeping it at like 50 or 60 degrees and your hands are just freezing cold and all you want to do is put them in hot water. Like that's the situation that they would talk about the most. So now we're going to move on to number two. Thank you for listening to my personal story. (laughs) Number two, you can leave family to meet up with your friends if they live in the same town or if your friends are in town, whatever it is. And honestly, this was one of my favorite things to do when I was single. So especially in college, I don't know when it really started when I was in college, but I would go out with a bunch of girlfriends on Christmas night, like, you know, eight, nine o'clock. We'd bar hop and we'd see who else was back in town before closing out the night. Each of us then would head back to our own parents' houses or our apartments. And, you know, another benefit of this is, let's say you are a person who really doesn't enjoy spending time with your family. This is always a good out that you can mention when you arrive before the meal. If things end up going really well and you're enjoying yourself, you have no reason to leave unless you need to drive back home to your own place or maybe to a back to a hotel. Okay, number three. If you are single and have kids, you're able to make special moments with them just with you. Even though Christmas mornings can be a blur, you can still make the moment last and make it extremely memorable. Um, One thing that I noticed with a friend of mine, she has done an amazing thing with her oldest, which is to let them take on more responsibility during the holidays. So some examples would be maybe that's handing out gifts to the younger ones or getting the stockings down. Maybe that's something as simple as setting the table Or, you know, one of my favorites that I would do if I had kids would probably be like, this is the button to push so that the coffee maker turns on, even though I have the coffee maker that you can program so it will start on its own. (laughs) So I don't know about you, but my parents were very particular about Christmas as we got older. We had to wait until a certain time to get up and I really don't remember. It might've been like 6 a.m. that we were forced to stay in our rooms. But anyways, we all had our own little duties and my brother would sort out the gifts under the tree to give to each person as we had our own designated spot for unwrapping. 
my mom, she's super organized and wants to keep things clean. And so she would have, um, would hand out trash bags to each of us so that, you know, we could clean as we were unwrapping. So even as adults, she keeps this bag, the trash bag tradition going. With that said, another tradition we have, and we've had this since I was young, was to watch one person open a gift before moving on to the next person. So the reason why I love this is that rotating the gift opening made those moments even more special. My parents would be able to like see our reactions when we open the gifts and what was wonderful even as a kid and now as an adult too is you get to watch your parents do the exact same thing. Um, And just to give this a little hint here, like this is really a moment where it's almost like a snapshot, right? You get to see how your parents treat each other and love each other in a different way because most of the time you don't get to see them exchange gifts or how they interact. Um, I mean, at least I didn't. I get to see my parents like exchange Christmas presents only, maybe birthday gifts. But, you know, during Christmas when we're sitting down, we're watching them open it. Um, And my dad is a really amazing gift giver and gift wrapper, which that's another funny story. Um, My mom... I don't want to get into it, but it's funny. I'll share it in a second. But those moments where you get to even wrap, um, unwrap a gift and everyone has their eyes on you can sometimes be anxiety driven, but at the same time, it's like really personal and you're able to share connection with people more, um, more closely. At least that's in my opinion, excuse me. But as for my dad with the gift wrapping, because now this is going to go on a tangent, but I want to share this. So my mom, one of her first jobs was at a clothing store. And one of her favorite things to do was to wrap the gifts. And so she learned how to be precise. Like, this is how you fold a box at this end. And you want to make sure that the wrapping paper cut edge is not showing. So you fold that flap in and you use this amount of tape and you put the tape here. And this is how you do the ribbon and how you make it curly. And this is if you want to do it this way. So I fell in love with all of that sort of gift wrapping. I love making the gifts look pretty. And so because my dad is really funny with my mom and likes to pick on her a little bit, he wanted to make them, I don't know, just different one year. And so one year, I think I was still in college, he decided to get her a few cases of wine because they both love wine. And it's not like they were like hundreds of dollars of wine or even $20 of wine. I think they were like, I don't know, five, $10 bottles back in the day. Like when that was still like an average price for wine. And we were, you know, going to wrap them in Christmas paper. And my dad's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to wrap it in happy birthday or it's a boy wrapping paper. And I'm like, Oh, okay. She's going to be upset. And he's like, I don't care. This will be funny. So we did that. And we made that a sort of tradition between me and my dad on Christmas Eve, um, pretty much until the pandemic. So that went on for almost 15 years. It was super fun. So that's like another side note of like making it special as a parent, maybe wanting to wrap the gifts, um, you know, once So once kids know that there's not a Santa, but like, maybe it's like, Hey, do you want to wrap gifts for your younger brother? Like, let's go wrap them together. And then maybe the other brother wants to wrap the gifts for that one. Like it's really fun and cute to be able to just do something like that um, and making it memorable and special just for them. 
So Okay, so it's no surprise, but I love sharing personal stories with you ladies, and this one includes a product. In 2021, I tried dry January for the first time, and it was tough. Fast forward to 2022, and I thought it was going to be easier, but it wasn't. I couldn't find anything, literally anything that tasted good to replace my favorite cocktail or a glass of wine. So for months, I was still looking because I wanted something to replace the beverage whenever I wanted. Then moment appeared and I fell in love. It's a botanical water, either still or sparkling with no artificial flavors, no caffeine and no added sugar. Instead, they have refreshing fruit flavors, healthy botanicals and adaptogens. Some of my favorite flavors are blueberry ginger, spiced mango and blood orange. I always keep them on hand for those nights when I like to sip a cocktail or have a glass of wine, but rather not deal with any of those side effects of alcohol. You know what I'm talking about, the headache, the dehydration, the horrible night's sleep, the hangover, and whatever else may come your way. If you're looking for an alcoholic replacement for a dry January or just because, check out Moment. Here's some fun facts. 1% of all their sales goes to mental health nonprofits, and they were on Shark Tank. If you want to give them a try, use my promo code reinventingthearena at checkout for 15% off. The link is in the show notes. I actually have another story because this one's too good. Um, is about the gifts of... <laughs> How do I put this? The gifts that you have to put together, right? Like... As a parent, I don't know how, if any of you are that are listening, I don't know how you guys do it. Okay. I don't like, I just remember my parents putting stuff together for my brother or myself and it taking forever. I like the Barbie Malibu, whatever it was like pink Corvette car thing. I remember my dad having to put that together and then put all the stickers on. It was like taking forever. So when I was younger, my parents, um, had bought my brother and I, I think I was like six and he, my brother was like four or let me, Santa gave my brother and I this play kitchen with play toy food and boxes. And this was an old school play kitchen, like the hard cardboard, not plastic. So just wanted to set the scene there. So later during Christmas day, my parents let us play with it downstairs when our, <clears throat> when our other fan members came, came over to celebrate and have dinner. But little did they know, my brother and I decided to play Hot Lava, which is one of our favorite games. And we used some of the toy, like the cardboard boxes, um, like, you know, it said Cheez-Its or whatever, or rice cereal, whatever, or cornflakes, whatnot. And we would flatten those because we'd jump on them because those were stones to keep us away from the hot lava. <laughs> so my mom came downstairs and she was like, she was livid. Every box was flattened and the knobs of play kitchen were pushed in. And so it was supposedly destroyed, but I don't recall it being destroyed because we kept it and we kept playing with it. So regardless, when we were older, we found out from our parents that they had stayed up till 3 AM putting the damn thing together. And when we woke them up like two or three hours later, they're like, whatever, fine, we'll get up and we'll do this. But they never expected for us to break it within 24 hours. So anyways, I had to share that story because for you parents out there, 
you guys that put the toys together and spend all that time. Wow. Like I could, I could never do that. I don't think Ugh, craziness as well as I don't think I could ever do that to my sister-in-laws or brother-in-laws or like my brother of getting a gift. That's going to take that much effort and time to put together. But you know, Brad and I are kind of the couple that's like, Oh, do you guys think the kids like music? We'll get them musical instruments. Okay, so now that we have gone and done that tangent, we're going to head off to number four. And this is another obvious sort of area, obviously. It's gift giving. So number four, you don't have to buy gifts for the person you're dating or their family. Each relationship has their own rules on how you do gifts, right? Like I used to be a huge gift giver and it's, it's because my, each of us has a love language, right? Like there's one that we appreciate receiving love from others. And there's a love language that we have with giving. And mine is acts of service and gift giving. So gift giving, like obviously just like jumps out there during Christmas. And I had to learn the hard way, obviously super hard way to dial it back because of many gift giving situations that I've dealt with in relationships. Um, for example, there was two relationships in between my first marriage and now my marriage with Brad and the last one before Brad, I, I don't know how much money I spent, but like I got gifts for the guy I was dating. And then I got gifts for his two sisters his dad and his step or stepmom and then his mom and her other kid and pretty soon i'm like i'm spending almost just as much money if not more than what i spend on my family and so that was a huge wake up call um especially because like yes i want to give gifts and i know that it's more than just money but I'm also the person, and this might be for you too, when you're giving someone because you're so excited to give them a gift and maybe, yeah, it's not something that they test necessarily needed or wanted, but the appreciation isn't shown, it kind of kills that little receiving end of giving, if you know what I mean. So it can actually make you not want to give gifts. So instead you get to focus on your family and maybe your friends for gifts. Number five, you can buy gifts for yourself that you know no one is going to buy for you. I love doing this. Not going to lie. Okay. Maybe, you know, your parents aren't going to dish out a hundred dollars or more for that amazing 90 minute massage or that purse you've had your eye on. So guess what? You get to treat yourself. Well, actually you get to buy whatever you want because you deserve it, but Anyways, I'm a huge fan of buying at least one gift for yourself during the holiday season. And if it's your birthday, you know, in December or January, you definitely need to get yourself something because, you know, you deserve it, like I just said, and you deserve to have both a holiday and a birthday. That's just my opinion. Okay, next theme, it's traveling. So number six, if you're traveling, hopefully you get to be on your own schedule. Maybe you only need 30 minutes to travel across town, or maybe it's an eight hour drive, whatever it is, all you need to know is when the holiday festivity starts or the meal is going to be served to make it on time. So the one thing about traveling is that it might be easier to come and go as you please. Um, 
depending on the weather and depending on, you know, like the schedule that your parents or family members have you on. Then number seven, you get to travel in the method that you prefer. Is that driving? Is that flying? You know, some of us would rather drive eight hours home than take a one and a half hour flight. You know, that's weird, but that's kind of how my husband are because we have to travel between two different families during Christmas and we need a car. (laughs) So, and we have friends that are back in town. So like for us, the seven hour drive home without bad weather and bad traffic allows us to still have the freedom. Um, So it's one of those things where when you figure out your travel method, it really aligns to maybe even the schedule or the people that you get to see or what you want to do when you get home. So I would only say the downside of not having a travel buddy is, you know, the long road trip, or if you need to stop frequently and you need someone else to drive, like that to me would be the only downside, but the bonus, another bonus is like, you can listen to whatever music you want. So I think that's great. So Moving on to the next theme, last but not least, me time, meaning you time, but me time as well. (laughs) So number eight, depending on how long you're in town for, or maybe you live in the same town, you get to take time off and enjoy it just for yourself over the holidays. So maybe that you get to have your own movie marathon or your own holiday dance party in your living room. Or maybe if you're like me, maybe you want to watch football games. I love watching the bowl games. I don't even, you know, follow too many different teams, but sometimes like I really get into it. I really want to know. I want to see, and I get to learn about other teams, where they're from, other colleges. Um, And sometimes you also get to see some really awesome trick plays. I just think it's great. Number nine, the me time is also great if you're looking to pick up an old hobby or devote time to something new. So before I met my husband, there was like a two or three year gap where I was like just trying to date. And during the holidays, and I would take some extra time off from work, I would figure something else out that I wanted to do. Maybe that was reading some books that I had, I had bought. This is like a a trait of mine is buying podcast, buying books from people that were guests on other people's podcasts. So it's like, great, I can catch up on my book reading or I think one year I was knitting baby blankets for a girl that um, had had a baby coming in like February, or maybe it's even just cooking something nice for yourself, making your own sort of meal um, that maybe is a challenge for you. That's something that I used to love to do. Okay. Number 10, last one, maybe you use this me time to take a trip, to do some solo searching of your own. I have this guy friend who I enjoy spending so much time with. Like he's so much fun. Um, my husband loves him too. He is, not, and we aren't, we don't get to see him when we go home for Christmas. Why? Because he is notorious for traveling between like the day before or a few days before Christmas and then all the way through New Year's Eve. And he does that with some of his friends from all over the country I remember one year I was so excited to be like, Hey, let's go and hang out for new year's Eve. And he had told me, he's like, well, I've been planning this trip for like four months with my friends and we're going to Greece. I'm like, Oh, 
that's crazy. I would, <laughs> I cannot believe, you know, some people being able to be like, oh, for the holidays, yeah, I'm just going to leave my family and go do a trip. But at the same time, it makes so much sense. Okay, so let's recap here, right? Here's the 10. Number one, the opportunity to be present with other family members. Number two, you can leave family to go meet up with friends if you live in the same town or if they are in town. Number three, if you're single and have kids, you're able to make special moments with them that are just with you. Number four, you don't have to buy gifts for the person you're dating or their family. Number five, you can buy gifts for yourself that you know that no one is going to buy for you. Number six, if you're traveling, hopefully you could be on your own schedule. Number seven, you get to travel in the method that you prefer. Number eight, you can take time off during the holidays to enjoy time for yourself. Number nine, you can pick up an old hobby or start something new. Number 10, you can take a trip to do some solo searching of your own. Overall, when you're single, the only expectations you have to meet are your own. You can celebrate the holidays any way you would like. Plus, it allows you to fully lean into dating yourself, which can help you decide what you like in a future relationship during the holiday season. All right, ladies, those are my 10 reasons of why being single during the holidays is amazing. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please let me know what you think. Share it on social media. Tag me, message me. Let me know. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you soon.